What Cost a Dream? Written by D.G. Latterout. Read by Trevor Cuba. I dreamed, Doji Toyn said, clutching his bamboo flute, that I have a son. Yuguri's head, silhouetted against the crackling bonfire, tilted slowly to one side. And do you not have a son, Toyn-san? No, I have two lovely daughters, but no son. I always thought I... He shook his head. No, I have no son. He felt Yuguri's gaze on him, a keen awareness emanating from the deep shadow beneath the broad, conical hat. Why did you come here, Toyn-san? You know, Toyn began, then looked down to the damp soil upon which he and Yuguri sat cross-legged. Although he couldn't, for some reason, clearly remember how he had come here, he knew why he had. He looked back up at the unseen face, framed by the inconstant glare from the bonfire beyond. You know I am here. Again, slowly, Yuguri tilted his head, this time the other way. Do I? Yes, I. I want you to teach me music. Music as good as that which you taught me last time. Better, even. The jingasa lifted slightly, and Toyn could see Yuguri's mouth, thin, pale, lifted in an even thinner smile. Well, then, better it shall be. Yugori took the flute from Toyn, raised it to his lips, and began to play. His first note was the wind across the doji plains. Now it was doji Toyn who slowly tilted his head as the music unfolded from that first pure note. Sweeping away from the doji plains, Yugori crafted the ocean beating upon the shores of Rokugan. Thunder! Grumbling along the desolate peaks of the spine of the world. Mountains! Water! Plinking softly into hidden mossy pools deep in the Shinaman Mori. Toyn could only marvel at the richness of tonal colors Yuguri coaxed from the flute, rendering its simple handful of notes into an endless spectrum of sound. But! But just on the edge of hearing, Toyn thought he heard something else. Something formless, cacophonous, a blur of discordant shrieking notes, an arrhythmic pounding of drums. Toyn-san. Toyn blinked. I, I thought I heard his voice caught on the word music. Whatever he had heard, if he'd actually heard anything at all, it hadn't been music, but somehow it also had. The thin lips beneath the jingasa smiled once more. Would you like me to play the piece for you again? Toyn stared for a moment, then shook his head. Just like last time, he remembered every movement of Fuyaguri's fingers, every nuance of breath, as though he'd just played the piece himself, as though he'd known it all his life. No, that will not be necessary. Yuguri bowed and offered the flute back to Toyn, who rose suddenly anxious to leave, to be anywhere else. 
he nonetheless paused to offer a bow in return. "'I appreciate this, Yuguri-san.' The smile widened. "'I know you do, Toin-san.' Toin turned and hurried from the clearing, from the fire, from the enigmatic man he knew only as Yuguri, and that wild atonal music that he might, or might not, have even heard at all. Toyn opened his eyes, blinking, gasping. Sitting up, he flung his gaze around, seeing only darkness. Toyn-kun! He turned to the voice. Rena? His wife smiled through the wane moonlight filtering in from the terrace. Who else would it be, here in your bed? Toyn stared into his wife's question until her smile began to fade. He forced a smile of his own. I was dreaming. I know. You called out a name. Yuma, your grandmother. You were dreaming of her? Toyn shook his head. No, I dreamed that we had a daughter who we had named Yuma after my grandmother. Rena looked down at the futon. You dreamed first of having a son, and now... A second daughter. She smiled again, but now it was wistful and sad. Had we, I would have been pleased to name her Yuma. Toyn just nodded. Rena patted his arm. You were too good at tonight's recital, she said. So much effusive praise has unsettled you. Next time, I will try to be less good. Well, it will certainly be difficult to play something better than you did tonight. She patted his arm again. Now, though, it is time to sleep. They settled back onto the futon, but Toyn could only stare into the darkness. Rena was wrong. It would not be difficult for him to play his flute better than he had at tonight's recital. It would be impossible. As before, Toyn couldn't quite remember how he had come to be here, in this gloomy clearing where the bonfire glared and snapped. What he did know, though was that he needed Yuguri to play another tune for him, one with which he could entertain the court of Kyuten Doji. His last performance had raised expectations for his next one to new heights. There had been a hint that he might even play before the clan champion. Yuguri smiled through the dim night glow. So, you seek music that is even better still, Toyn nodded. Please, he said handing over the flute. Yuguri raised the instrument and began to play. The piece was beyond beautiful. Tears rolled down Toyn's cheeks, despite the skirling dissonance that so clearly wafted from beyond the firelight, despite the hints and glimpses of liquid movement in the darkness that accompanied it. Toyn held his wife's hand as they passed through the gate of Kyuten Doji. The castle's wall had been hung with a multitude of silver and gold lanterns, pushing back this warm softness of the summer night. So, you are to perform for none other than the clan champion, Rena said, squeezing Toyn's hand. I am so proud of you, Toyn-kun. Toyn nodded, but said nothing. 
After a moment of walking among the cherry trees that lined the road to the castle gate, he felt Rena's smile darken into a frown. Does something trouble you, my husband? Your performance tonight moved, well, virtually everyone to tears. And now, you are not only to perform for our esteemed champion, you may even be selected to play for the Imperial Court itself. Toyne took a deep breath, tasting the fragrance of azaleas and hibiscus on the warm night air. Another shakuhachi performer, a Kakita, had played tonight immediately following Toyne. He had found his own eyes stinging, brimming with tears as she had played. So intense was the desolate passion woven through her performance. But only one of them would be endorsed by the champion to perform at the Imperial Court in Otosan Uchi, and Toyne could not deny the Kikita's formidable talent. They went far beyond mere technical mastery of the shakuhachi. The Kikita had been no mere artisan, but a true artist. She had, in fact, been as good as he was, and perhaps better. Stopping on a bridge vaulting over a placid stream, Toyne turned to his wife, intending to say these things to her, to tell her of his doubts, and seek the reassurance she invariably managed to make sound convincing. He'd even formulated the words, but when he began to speak, something altogether different came out of his mouth. Rena, why did we never have children? She blinked, apparently just as taken aback by the question as he was. You had your music, and I had my art. He looked down into the water, painted with moonlight and the glow of lanterns from the castle. I dreamed we had a daughter. And a son. Yes, you told me this. He looked at her. No, a second daughter. Rena looked into the night and said nothing for a moment. Finally, she turned back, her eyes bleak. Perhaps you are coming to regret the choices you have made in life. Toyn quickly shook his head and squeezed her hand. No, no, of course not. I regret none of my choices. He offered her the most sincere smile he could. None of them. She smiled back and they resumed walking, but neither of them spoke any further along the way back to their guest house. Then you will need something most special to perform for your champion, Yuguri said. Toyn gave a slow nod, and thought of the Kikita and her splendid music. Yes, he said. Special. It must be the best performance I have ever given. Yuguri reached for the shakuhachi flute. Then I will give you such a piece, suited for such an auspicious occasion. The wild, dissonant blare and the pound of shrill notes and harsh drums almost, but didn't quite, drown out the breathtaking splendor of Yuguri's music. Indeed, despite its mad discordance, it somehow managed to thread its way seamlessly among Yuguri's clear notes, as though rhythm and discord each teetered on the verge of becoming the other. Even the random crack and spark of the bonfire seemed to meld itself into the sound, weaving a magnificent whole. It was as though the untamed cacophony was the raw stuff of music, the primal source from which all of it was ultimately woven. And now Toyn saw there was, indeed, movement all around them, half-seen dancers fling themselves wildly through the darkness. And then it was done, leaving only silence and crackle of the fire. Yuguri offered the flute back to Toyn with a bow. The doji, sobbing, 
had to wipe brimming tears from his eyes before he'd accept it. Torn stopped on the bridge, vaulting from the placid stream, and stared along the watercourse. Lantern light reflected from the looming walls of Doji Castle, glowing brightly from the mere still water, edging lotus and water lilies with soft highlights. He liked this little bridge, especially on such a gentle summer night as this, and often came here after a performance in the court to stand quietly and simply breathe. It was a moment of both placid tranquility and great triumph. He could still hear the clan champion's words that had echoed throughout the court. You shall play for the imperial court in Otosan Uchi, Doji Toinsan. Bring to that esteemed place the beauty of your music, that all might enjoy what it is, as near to perfection as any I have ever heard performed. The champion had even wiped an eye once. The Kikita, meanwhile, had made a particular point of coming to him and offering a deep bow of congratulations. A great triumph indeed. But Toyn had no one with whom he could share his triumph. He had given his life wholly to his music, having never taken a wife or raised a family, and that tempered his joy with wistful sadness. He only ever dreamed of such things. You seem hesitant, Toyn-san. Surely you wish to play music fit for the Imperial Court, for the Son of Heaven himself. He nodded. I do, but... The Jingasa tilted against the blaze of the firelight. But... But I dream of... of a wife, of a family I never had. He looked into the night. Just dreams, though. At least I think they're dreams. But you have almost gained that which you sought, Toinsan, when you first came to me. I do not remember that, Toyn replied. I do not remember seeking you at all. Oh, but you did. You sought perfection in your music. It is all that has ever truly mattered to you. And now you have almost achieved your goal. The smile widened, loomed closer. You stand within reach of the very perfection you so crave. Have I come so far? Will you truly falter now? Torn looked at his flute, the bamboo polished smooth by years of handling, of playing. Firelight gleamed against its barrel, making it glow as though with intense heat. No, he finally said. I have given... He took a deep breath. I have given my life for this. He looked back up at Yaguri. My performance for the Imperial Court? It must be perfect. And so it shall be Toinsan. He offered over the flute, but Yaguri shook his head. You do not need me to teach you, the smiling mouth said. You already know what you must play. He hesitated, frowning, but he did. He did know. Lifting the flute to his mouth, he blew, sounding a note, another, a third, then more, the notes smearing into a discordant atonal skirl, a rhythmless succession of disconnected tones, rising to a piercing shriek, plunging deep into a basal abyss. What he played was chaos, utterly formless, and utterly perfect for it. 